Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us here at Believer's Victory Church. Today we have an inspiring, powerful message that will change your life. Let's listen in as Pastor Peggy Heal teaches us from the Word of God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. We've had a crazy week, haven't we? And uh, according to the news, it's not over, but thank God for God's Word. Amen? Thank God for God's Word. Glory to God. So you're here today. We're just going to be lifted up by the Word. Amen. And uh, I just want to encourage you. I'm just so thankful. You know, when the reports first started coming out, it looked like that we weren't going to be able to have church on Sunday, but we just kept holding on and, and just trusting God. And here we are. So who's ready to just get strengthened today, encouraged today, be reminded of the peace of God today. Amen. God's word is true. It is the everlasting word of God. Amen. And so today, you know, just in, uh, in time of prayer and everything for the service, and Scott and I were talking about the Word, and so I got to give him credit for this message, really, um, because he was just telling me some, showing me some things that the Lord had revealed to him through the Word, and it just encouraged me, and here it is in my message. He goes, you can use that if you want. <laughs> And so I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But you know, it has been um, a frantic week for some, right? How many have waited in line for gas? Anybody? Anybody wait in line for gas? Ooh, you know, but we're, we're all here today. And uh, but before we move on, you know, the, the hurricane is, it's part of living in Florida. We know that. And um, just seeing the news this morning, it is heading right towards the Bahamas at a very alarming speed. And, you know, we have a lot of people in our church who have family in the Bahamas. And so before we do anything else, let's just pray. Amen. Because, you know, we do our storm prep. How many know the news has been telling us, do your storm prep, do your storm prep, you know, get your water, get your non-perishables, get the gas, put your shutters up, do all that. But there's another thing on our storm prep list that really needs to go first. Amen. And so when you get your storm prep list from the news or from Publix or wherever you're getting it from, we need to make sure that we prioritize it properly because prayer needs to be our number one storm prep thing. Prayer is not our last resort. It's our first resort. Amen. And so before we go any further, let's just pray for the people that are in the path of the hurricane. Let's just continue to speak the word over it. And we're going to talk about that today. Jesus spoke to storms. And everything that Jesus did, if you've been at BBC any length of time, you've heard me say this many, many times. Everything that Jesus did, everything he did falls into two categories. He either did it for me or he did it to show me how to do it. Amen. And you know what? The thing that he did for me, he went to the cross for me. He gave his life for me. He bore stripes on his back for me. Amen. And pretty much everything else he did to show me. And when he spoke to the storm, he was showing me, hey, you can speak to things too. Amen. You have authority. There's a level of authority that we have. And so let's just all just join our faith together. Let's pray. And, you know, I always remind myself, you know, pray like it was you. 
Amen? When you hear about people who need prayer, people that are sick or things happening and stuff like that, pray like you'd want somebody to pray for you. Amen? And so, Father, we just lift up the people uh, in the Bahamas and in the path of this hurricane. We just thank you, Lord, that your word is true, that, Father, you're just giving them the peace that passes understanding, that, Lord, just that um, those who know you, that they will cling to the word of God. They will hold fast to what your word has told them and what you have promised them, Lord. We just thank you, Father, that you're just using believers. There are so many believers, strong, amazing men and women of God on, on, in the Bahamas, and we just thank you that you're using them in this time of, of trouble, in this time of need, that they're just being used to speak the truth of God's word, to encourage people about the peace of God, the protection of God, the power of God. And Father, we thank you that what the enemy has meant for bad, we know, Lord, that you are not the author of this storm. You are not the creator of it. Your word says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Father, we thank you that you are so much greater. And what the enemy has meant for bad, Lord, I thank you that somehow in your in your power, in your goodness, in in who you are, you turn things for good. You turn them for good, Lord. And in this time, Father, we just lift up. We ask just to help keep the people safe. Give them wisdom on what to do, how to prepare. And, and Father, you're just, we pray for all of the first responders, all of the doctors, the nurses, the medical staff, the power line people, everybody here and in the Bahamas. Lord, we just lift them up to you and we thank you that you're strengthening them, that Lord, their steps are ordered by you, that they're in the right place at the right time, that Lord, you just enable them to do more than they even thought was possible. And we give you the glory, Father. We thank you that you are good and kind and merciful. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that, that Father, you're comforting those who are in fear right now. That you're giving them peace. You're giving them comfort. You're giving them strength. Lord, we pray for the children. That this, this is such a, um, it's a scary time. And we just pray for them, Lord, that, Father, that they'll find their peace and their strength in you. Lord, I thank you that angels are real. They are real. They are mighty warriors of, you, of God, and they protect us. And, Lord, we thank you, Father, that your word is true. It is true. Your word has stood the test of time. Your word has proven itself over and over and over again. And Father, I thank you that your word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In an ever-changing world, I thank you that you are an unchanging God. You never change. You are our solid rock, our cornerstone. We get our strength from you. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that your love, that your love, your perfect love, cast out all fear. Oh, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, so I'll say amen, 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 amen. Isn't God so good? Whew. I tell you, I don't know about you, but I love to pray. 
I love to pray because, you know, you can start out one way, and by the time you're done praying, you can be a totally different way. Isn't that good? You can just start out, you can start out all worried and fretful and concerned and all of that, but, you know, that's why praying and spending time with, the, with God and speaking His Word, that has to be part of your prep. Amen? It's got to be part of your prep because I don't know about you, but, you know, we're, you know we watch, we wait for the update. We got to get the storm track update, right? And and then you get it, and 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 you know it comes. It comes. We were talking this morning. You know there was one at five. There will be one at eleven. Then there's another one. Then there's another one. And as you're taking all that in, you got to make sure that it's not what's filling you. Amen. 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 Because if that's what's filling you, then that's all you're going to have. And I don't know about you, but I don't get peace. I don't get comfort. I don't get strength, even though I like him from Steve Weagle. Amen. I, I mean, he's good, but he, he, he can't do what Jesus can do. And so I got to make sure that I'm getting filled up with the word as well. And so today I just want to encourage you with just a, a word for the storm. Amen. A word for the storm. And it has a, a we're going to do a fun title. And it's, and it's, I just want it to be something as when, because you know, this probably isn't going to be the first time we're going to be hearing about storms. We're in the, we're in that season. And, and so we need to have a word for the storm. And I want your word for the storm to be the fig. Okay. Okay. A fig in the storm. Amen? And so when that fear starts coming, because let's be honest, you know, they start talking about Category 5 and all this 150-mile-an-hour wind and all that. And those of us who have been here for a while, we remember Andrew and we remember these things and we remember stuff that we've been through. And that fear starts to come. I just want you to remember a fig in the storm. Amen? A fig in the storm. And here's why we're going to go there. And so turn over to Mark 11. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and it, the message was called, it's a, bad, it's a Bad Day to Be a Fig Tree, or A Bad Day for a Fig Tree, or something like that. And so just for a point of reference, we're looking here in Mark chapter 11, in verse number 21, it says, and Peter, how many love Peter? How many feel like Peter sometimes, right? And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. The fig tree which you cursed has withered away. And so we know the story. We heard it, if you weren't here a couple weeks ago, that Jesus was hungry and he was walking and he, was, he looked and the, he thought the fig tree was going to have figs on it and he walked over to it and it wasn't there and he cursed it. It would be like us when we pull up to Chick-fil-A on Sunday. You're not eating a Chick-fil-A on Sunday. And Jesus would be like, I curse you, Chick-fil-A, right? But he would never do that because Chick-fil-A is like Jesus food, right? And so, <laughs> and so he got all, he, you know, he was like, I curse this fig tree. No one will eat from you ever again. And so then when they're walking back by it, after that, then Peter says, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. And Jesus said in verse number 22, it says, so Jesus answered and said to them, how many know Jesus has answers for your questions? Amen. Never, never shy away from asking Jesus your questions. Some people say like, oh, you can't ask God that. You can ask God anything you want. Amen. And he'll answer. And so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, 
whoever said, now I want you to do this. Whenever it says, says, I want you to hold a finger up. All right? All right, so we're going to do it. It says, for I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. How many know the says part's pretty important? It's very important. And so when we look here, Jesus is reminding us and he's teaching us and he's showing us because that's what Jesus does. He's saying there's power in your words. There's power in your words. That's why it's so important when you're storm prepping and you're watching that, that forecast. And remember, it's a forecast. It's not science. It's not, it's not, it's not a for sure. It's just what they think is going to happen. But when you're watching that and all of that, you got to make sure that that's coming in. But it's not filling you because if that's what's filling you, then that's all you're going to say. Your storm prep has got to have time with God in it. Amen. Your storm prep has got to have more of the word than the weather. Ooh, that's good right there. It's got to have more of the word than the weather. Because if you don't have more of the word than the weather, then that fear is going to grip your heart. And you're going to make decisions based on fear. You're going to live from a place of fear. You're going to be in fear. And if you're in fear, guess what's going to happen? Your kids are going to be in fear. You know, even your dog can pick up on if you're in fear or not. Amen. We have a responsibility in our homes and in our communities to be the light. That doesn't mean things aren't scary. It just means I'm not going to let fear be the controller of me. I'm not going to let fear guide, because whatever grips your heart guides your heart. Amen. Whatever grips your heart guides your heart. And you, the heart of you, that's the real you. That's the real you. And if you're letting fear grip your heart, that's what's going to direct you. And I'll tell you what, fear will never lead you where you really want to go. Fear will never, you know, people let fear grab a hold of their heart and they, they latch, you know, they're so fearful of being alone, so fearful of not being loved, so fearful of, of nobody ever wanting them. And so you let fear guide you and you hook yourself to somebody that is totally not for you because you're afraid you're going to be alone. You're letting fear guide you. And fear is never going to take you where you want to go. Never. It is bad directions. And so when we're, when we're here and we're getting all this information, what, you know, and, and it's not even just the weather. I mean, now they're talking about, oh, another 2007 recession is coming. You know, blah, blah, blah. And if you let, you, we, we need to use wisdom, but I'm not going to let fear guide me. And so I got to have more of the word. And so Jesus is telling us here, he's saying, listen, what you say is important. And it wasn't usually when Jesus taught, and I told you this, usually when he taught, it was a parable. It was like, oh, if a farmer, right? You know, oh, if this, right? But this wasn't a parable. This was a real life illustration. He didn't say, he wasn't like, oh, if a farmer sows a seed and we got to think about, you know, and oh, and then a son leaves and does this and we got to imagine it. It's a parable. We got to imagine it in our head how it's happening. No, Jesus spoke to something physical. He spoke to a tree. He spoke to a fig tree. And it came to pass. 
So next time somebody's giving you a hard time about speaking to stuff, you just be like, I'm being like Jesus. Hello. Hey, man, I'm being like Jesus. Right? And so when we see here, Jesus is saying, listen, your words have power. And this is why this is important, because now turn over to Mark 35. What are we, we going to remember? We're going to remember the fig. We're going to remember the fig. And in Mark 35, Mark 35, Mark 4, there is no Mark 35. Uh, I was just testing you. I'm testing you. Mark 4:35. Here we go. You know, when I used to go to Bible camp, Christian karate camp, uh, it's a real place. When I used to go there, we would do what we called sword drills. And how many remember? How many are old enough to remember what that is, right? And so, it, you know, kids, they have no idea. And this is what you would do. Let me borrow your Bible for a second. So you'd have, you'd have to have a real Bible, and you'd sit there. You couldn't put, you're going to have to look again. You have, couldn't put your finger in it. you got to hold it like this. And they would call out a, a chapter and verse, and you'd have first one to find it. And I would hate it because those, those uh, camp counselors, they were so mean. They would, they, they would call out like, so, like Jude chapter 2. Some of you are like, why is that funny? We know. <laughs> we know. And then sure enough, somebody would fall for it, right? Stand up and start reading something. But anyway, there is no Mark 35. That's all free. Mark 4. Mark chapter 4, verse number 35. And it says, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, this is Jesus, he said, let us cross over to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. And now, skipping down to Mark 4, 37, let's see what happens. He says, on the same day, let me get back up, it said, and a great windstorm arose. See, Steve Weagle's not the first guy to talk about a great windstorm. Amen? Amen. And it says that a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. What's happening? Water's beginning to fill up the boat. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, talking about Jesus. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? So we've got to get it. Let's just get a picture of what's happening they're, they've just, he's been preaching, everything's going on. Then in verse number 35, Jesus says, let us go to the other side. They get into the boat, a big storm comes, water starts filling up the boat. The, the disciples are freaking out. Jesus is asleep, right? And so they say, are they awoke him and said, teacher, don't you even care that we're perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, what did he do? He said to the sea, peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Verse number 40. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? But here's the thing, and this is what Scott was, he was talking to me and what the Lord showed to him, here's why he said to them, because doesn't that seem kind of harsh? I mean, sometimes we think, gee, I say this a lot, but it's good for us to remember, you know, Jesus wasn't all just sunshine and flowers. Amen? Jesus wasn't all just walking on clouds all day being sweet to everybody. And that's sometimes what people think Jesus is. 
You know, when you say, and, and there was a meme, and it, we wear those bracelets and all that, what would Jesus do? We need to remember that turning tables over and driving people out, that's in there. <laughs> Amen. That is a possibility of what Jesus will do. And so when we're, when we're here, and so Jesus said, why, how is it? And sometimes I like to say that to people. How is it that you have so little faith or you have no faith? But here's why. Because if we back up just a little bit, remember what Jesus said was in Mark 11? There's power in your words. There's power in the word of God. And Jesus said in verse number 35, let us cross over to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. Jesus told them what was going to happen. He told them where they were going to go. He told them what to expect. It was his word. That's why he could sleep. Because he had the word. He had the word, we're going to the other side. Amen? It reminded me of a story that Brother Hagin, actually Philip told this story. How many know Philip Slaughter? He's been here many times. And he said one time he was on the airplane with Brother Hagin. And they're all on the plane and they're flying to a meeting. And if you don't know who Brother, Brother Hagin, the, uh, an amazing man of God, he's went on to be with Jesus. But they were on the plane, all the singers in the band, they were flying somewhere as a small plane. And suddenly, like, smoke started coming, and craziness was happening, and everybody's getting all freaked out. How many know you'd be a little freaked out, right? Everybody's getting a little freaked out, but he said Brother Hagin was just sitting there. He said the pilots were looking for the manual. <laughs> How many know that's not a good sign? When the pilots of the plane are like, where's the manual, you know? I mean, I, and so, but um, he said that, that he was watching Brother Hagin. He was watching him, and he was fine. He was fine. He just sat there, and people were getting a little nervous and everything, and Brother Hagin just sat there. And so everything, everything was fine, obviously. And later on, Philip asked me, he said, you know, I was watching you, and you were just fine. And this is what Brother Hagin, he said, we said we were going to the other side. We said we were going to the other side. And he, Brother Hagin said every time he would get on a plane, he would get on the plane and lay his hands on it, he said, we're going to the other side. And, you know, I don't really like to fly very much. I do it, but I don't enjoy it. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, let's fly everywhere. Uh, but every, so once I heard that, I just got such strength from it, and I knew where it came from in the Word. And so every time I would get on an airplane, I'd just lay my hands on it and say, I'm going to the other side in Jesus' name. And one time I was flying from here to Chicago, and the, it was a terrible flight. Crazy stuff was happening. I'm not even going to go into it, but those of you who know the story know, it was pretty bad. Some things happened on the plane, and the lady next to me was crying her eyes out, and, and uh, people were crying and everything. And, 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 you know, but really, I was just, I just kept thanking the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I just know I'm going the other side. And there was such a peace that came with that. And I reached over, and I grabbed the lady's hand across the aisle, and I said, I said, listen, you, can I pray for you? Because she was a mess. I said, can I pray for you? And she's like, yes, yes, please pray for me. And I prayed for her, and immediately the peace of God came on her. 
Amen? And you know what? Just like that in that plane, we can be that in the line at Publix. We can be that in the gas line. We can be that with our neighbors. Amen? We can say, listen, there is a place to go for the peace of God. It's not the news. It's not, it's, it's not found here. It's found here because God is in me. Amen? God is in me. And so when, when Jesus said that, he said, let's go to the other side. And so then when the disciples were freaking out and they woke him up and he said, how is it that you can have no faith? He, why? How can he? Because that's like, well, geez, Jesus, the, bo- the boat is filling up with water. Hello. Right. It is a great windstorm. Hello. Right. And you're asleep. And then Jesus, he didn't go like, oh, you know what? This is a bad storm. I understand. You're going to be okay. I'm here. I'm here. No, he's like, why is it that you don't have any faith? Because he said. He said, let us go to the other side. And that's why it's important that you know what God said. Amen? We can know the weather, but we need to know what God said. Because what God said trumps every other report. You know what that word trump, not the name, but, you know, every time you say Trump now, it's like, what? No. You get political. No. Trump, it's like when you have the, how many play cards? When you have the Trump card, how many know that takes it all? That takes it all. It's over everything else. And the word of God is over everything else. Amen? It's over everything. It's over everything. And so when, they, when Jesus said, how is it? Oh, he says, why are you so fearful? Well, you know what? We need to ask ourselves that question. When fear starts coming, we need to say, why am I so fearful? Because God said. I should, you know, fear comes. How many know fear comes? It comes. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of King Jehoshaphat. I just love that name. I tried to get Scott to let us name our dog that, but he was like, no, no. Come here, Jehoshaphat, right? Not happening. Plus, it'd probably be a little disrespectful, really. But anyway, so King Jehoshaphat, you can read the story on your own time. You know, there are three armies coming against the children of Israel. Three are there coming from every side. And the Bible says, and fear came. But when the fear comes, because you know what? When, when those weather guys, man, they, they get you riled up, don't they? And then you go to Pugs. How many, you know, I caught myself doing this because if you're not careful, you'll just do what everybody else does. You'll do what everybody else does. Because, you know, I went to Publix like you guys probably did, and, and I'm like, okay, I got to get, get, you know, storm food, right? Got to get storm food. And so I'm buying stuff that I, I, I normally never buy. And Scott comes home. I mean, we never, I mean, it may not look like it, but we never have bread in our house. We eat it when we go out. We say we're not going to eat carbs, but then every time we go out, we eat carbs. But we don't buy them at home, you know? And so we have this loaf of bread. Scott's like, what's this loaf of bread for? You know, because it's so foreign to be in the house, you know? You know why? Because we'll eat it. We love bread. And so there's this loaf of bread there. And Scott's like, what's this loaf of bread for? And I'm like, it's hurricane food. That's hurricane food. And then, wait, it 
gets worse. And then I'm, I'm going down the aisle, and I see that all the, like, the little Debbies and all that stuff is, like, almost all gone. So in my mind, I'm like, well, if everybody's buying these, I need these. I need these, too. So I buy a big old box of coffee cakes. Right? I'm like, it's got, like, what? So then, you know, I put those back in the pantry. You know what I'm saying? And he's like... What are these for? I'm like, those are hurricane food. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing. We can get caught up. We can get caught up. It's like that meme. It said, you know, you don't drink water. You drink three sodas a day, and suddenly there's a hurricane. You need 50 cases of water, right? <laughs> what happens? We can get caught up in stuff. We can get caught up in it. And, you know, we're just like, oh, well, everybody else is grabbing it. I need it, too. Listen, everybody else is grabbing fear, but you don't need that. Amen. Amen. You don't need that. That is not that is not a hurricane necessity. Just like those coffee cakes. They are not a hurricane necessity. Right? They'll be gone before that hurricane even comes. Trust me. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, oh, every, everybody's freaking out. I got to freak out too. Everybody's all upset. I got to be upset too. Everybody's in fear. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You know what? Everybody else on that boat was fearful except Jesus. Who do we want to be like? Doesn't mean fear is not going to come because it will. Stuff is, how many know life is scary? You know, you read the news and stuff is happening. Life is scarier and it's getting scarier. And, and don't be surprised by that because the Bible says it will be. It will be. But here's the thing. When King Jehoshaphat, when those three armies were coming and fear began to rise up in him, the first thing he did was is he called all the people together and they prayed. And they reminded themselves. They said, has God not... Let's remind ourselves of all the times God has brought us through. All the times God has protected us and so many times we don't even know about. Amen? And then he said, is God not? Is God not here? Is God not the same? Is not God not the same yesterday, today, and forever? And then he said, will God not? What has God promised us? What has God promised us? You know, there's an insurance policy for you in the Bible. Come on. But it's the best kind of insurance because it doesn't wait till after to pay out. It pays before. Amen? It pays before. You know, your insurance you pay on your car every single month, they don't, you know, they don't pay out beforehand. No, they got, you got to wait till something happens, then they'll pay. But the insurance of God, it pays before. Turn over to Psalms 91. Let's look at that insurance that we have with God. What it, when fear came, see, listen, don't think you're immediately out of faith just because fear has come. Amen. You get out of faith when you let fear stay, when you don't take care of it. Fear is like a pesky neighbor you got to take care of. Amen? It's like that, that just keeps coming, just keeps coming. You just got to be like, stop right there. You've come far enough. Will God not? Has God not? Amen? What does God say? And in Psalms 91, we've got, we've got God's word. 
It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Let's just stop right there. There are, there, there are things of God that I have a part to play. Amen? You know, there are things in the Bible, there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. Most of them, if not all, are for believers. You say, why do bad things happen in the world? Bad things happen in the world because an en- there is an enemy who is the prince and the power of this world. But the Bible says, I may be in this world, but I am not of it. I have a citizenship in heaven. Amen? And with that citizenship, just like with being a U.S. citizen, there are privileges and there are, there are responsibilities and there are things that I get because I am a citizen. And that's true of whatever nation you are from, but I am a U.S. citizen. And you know what that means? That means if I go to another country, there's a consulate there. There's a place there where I am safe, I am protected, and I am cared for. All because I'm a citizen. And you know what? I'm here. I'm not of this world, but I'm in it. But my citizenship is in heaven. And because of that, there are benefits. There are promises There are protections that belong to me. Amen? And so when it says, he who dwells, that's what it's talking about. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, doesn't that sound so good? The Almighty God. Listen, in all this weather report of how big Dorian is, and I've been saying Dorian Schmorian. <laughs> Amen. All this how big Dorian is, we need to remember Almighty God. Amen. Is bigger than any storm. He's bigger than any storm. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high, the most high, say most high. Most high, most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. But what do we need to do? I will say. You got to say something. Amen. Everybody else is talking. You got to talk. And so in that fear, you say, well, what do I do, Pastor? What do I do when when the fear starts to come? You need to change direction. And start saying, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. Amen? He's my God. In him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Isn't that good? Oh, so good. Let's see where I'm at here. If you look behind you guys. Something new. You guys are wondering where I'm reading. It's a helper. So I'm getting used to it. All right, don't look back there anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to lead you into thinking I have all these scriptures memorized. You were pretty impressed there for a second, though, weren't you? Right? 
I don't want you to think. It says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you, amen, with his feathers. And under his wings you shall take refuge. How many think that sounds pretty good? So when that weather report's going and, and whatever, what, you know, we speak to that storm, we speak the word, we, we talked on Wednesday night, we pray and we speak the word over our property, we speak the word, we pray protection over our church, over our city, we pray because that's part of our storm prep, amen? And we remind ourselves, we have the promises of God for us and he is the most high God. Listen, fear's going to come. And the enemy's going to whisper and be like, well, what about? Well, what about? Well, what about? But God is the answer to every question. When those things start going, you, that's why you got to have the word. And thank God you can have it right on your phone. And just pull it up and say, you know what? He shall cover me with his feathers. Under his wings I will take refuge. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. You shall not be afraid, amen, of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday or whatever time. Amen? God's word is true. Well, what about God's word is true? God has brought me through. Remind yourself, man, God brought me through here. God brought me through here. God brought me through here. God is here today, and God is here tomorrow. Amen? We got to build that up. Because Jesus said, we're going to the other side. And he showed us the power of his words and the power of my words with that fig tree. And so when we start getting all like, ah, eating coffee cakes, ah, right? <laughs> we need to remind ourselves, you know what? I got God's word. And then he says, a thousand may fall at your side. and ten, I do have this part memorized. And 10,000 at your right hand. But it shall not come near you. Amen? Amen? And so when the, word, when the enemy says, what about, what about, you say, you know what? God is speaking to me. Amen. Amen? I can't answer for all the whatabouts, but I do know that I have promises with God. Amen? I, I can't, I don't have an answer for all the whatabouts, but I do have God's word. And God's word says that those who dwell in the most high, we need to say, man, that's me. It's not about my works. It's not about, because the enemy is always going to come and say, oh, you can't be here. Oh, yes, I can. Because of the blood of Jesus. Amen? And so just a, a few things here. Let's keep, let's read the whole thing here. It says, verse number eight, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Where's my dwelling place? With God. Amen. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. I was telling Wednesday night service, listen, when you think of angels, don't think of little, little babies playing harps. That is not an angel. Angels are warriors. 
Angels are warriors. And, and you can believe this if you want, but I know that it's true. You know how when somebody tells you something sometimes, you're just kind of like, okay. But then, man, other times, you know it's God. You know, because, you know, there's just weird people out there. But one time we were here at service, this was a, years ago, and just had such a powerful presence of God. And it was just an amazing service. And there was a, a woman, and, and she came up to me afterwards, and she said, I saw an angel. And usually, you know, sometimes people say that, you're just kind of like, okay, you know. But I, I knew that she, she had seen into the spirit realm. Some people do. Some people do. Don't ask for that. Don't ask for that, though. That's just not wisdom. God will reveal what God reveals. And she began to tell me and to describe to me this angel that she had seen. And as she was telling me, man, just the presence of God just came all over both of us. It was so powerful. And if you're here and you're like, man, that's weird, that's freaky. No, that's God. The things of God are beyond natural things. I don't want a natural God. Amen? I don't want a natural God. I want a supernatural God. And that's our Father God. And she began to describe this angel to me. And she was telling me how he stood in this room and he was as tall as the building. And his angel, his wings were, had to be brought in because they were so big they didn't fit. And as she was telling me that, man, I knew she was speaking the truth. I knew she had seen, and I knew that angel had been here. And I don't care what you think. I know it's true. And when I think of an angel that watches over me, I don't think of a little baby floating on a cloud. No. I think of that angel. I think of that angel, that warrior angel. And his job is to protect me, to watch over me. Amen? And that's what this word says. Verse number 12, in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. And he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Oh, thank you, Lord. And I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen? The enemy starts telling you you're going to die. You need to say, I got a promise of long life. And I'll be satisfied. I'm going to the other side. I'm going to old age. Amen? I got somewhere to go. How about you? And so when that fear starts to come, you know, the only antidote for fear is the presence of God. And you say, well, I, I won't be at church. You don't need to be at church for the presence of God. Amen. He is in his, he is his word. Amen. And so when I read the word, when I speak the word, because it says, I will say. You're letting everybody else talk about how big the storm is. We need to remember, I've got a part to play. I need to dwell in the, in the Most High. I've got I to remind myself, I am with God and God is with me. Amen? 
Just like these guys on the boat. Jesus was on the boat. When you're at home and the weatherman's talking and the wind is blowing, Jesus is right there. He's right there. And your angels are there. Amen? So let's remember. Let's remember that fig in the storm. There's power in my words. Watch what you say. Amen? Watch what you say. There's power in what you say. And let's get filled up. Say, got the gas? Got the coffee cakes? Got the hurricane bread? Amen? Got the water? Got this? But on the top of that list, I need to remember, I got God. I got God. I got God. And you know, here's the thing. When the guys were in the boat, they still bailed the water out. Because there's just natural, wise things you should do. If you're on a boat and it's filling up with water, how many know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to think, hey, we need to bail this out? Jesus didn't say, what are you doing? No, he said, why don't you have any faith? He didn't tell them to stop what they were doing. And so listen, we still need to use wisdom, get the gas, put up the shutters, be led by the Lord. But in the midst of the storm, let's speak to it. Let's not let fear grip our heart. Amen. Let's remind ourselves that I got a God who loves me and he's got angels watching over me. Amen. Because there's power in the word of God. There's power in the word. God's the same. The same God that made those promises to the children of Israel, the same Jesus who spoke to that storm, the same Jesus that healed the blind, the same... He's still the same. Amen? And he's still doing the same right now. Let's pray together. Father, I pray for everybody in this room today.